Hello, and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Colleen, and today my fabulous co-host Tina and I are discussing our predictions for what cruising is going to be like when it starts up again, hopefully soon, and what we can expect for policies and procedures. But before we get started, I want to be sure to take a moment to mention the fabulous sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a fee-free travel agency specializing in premium vacation destinations such as Disney, all-inclusive resorts, and of course, cruises. They can help you plan the perfect cruise vacation from choosing an itinerary and ship to booking excursions and giving you tips on how to make the most of your cruise experience. Are you ready to book your future cruise vacation? Be sure to reach out to the fantastic agents over at Mystical Dream Travel. Head over to their website, mysticaldreamtravel.com, or look them up on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous, Colleen. How are you? I'm doing good. I am very excited to do this episode because I think it is something that many, many people are just dying to know more about. And they just are so curious what is going to happen when cruises start sailing. Yep, I agree. I think I hear more and more when the question is when are the cruises going to be back in the water and they want them in very soon. That is one of our top questions ourselves too. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. And while we we do not have a crystal ball and we cannot say when cruising will resume, that is the million dollar question. But I think we have a pretty good idea of what it will look like, you know, like just what are the different rules and changes, regulations to keep people safe and prevent any kind of outbreak on the ships. Obviously they want to avoid that. So I think, I feel like we have a lot of information about what it's going to look like when cruising starts, hopefully soon. (laughs) No, I agree. I think based on, you know, what we've been seeing you know, just what the travel industry in general has been doing. And then just based on, you know, very basic information that the cruise lines have been slowly sharing, (laughs) I think we could say that, you know, that we kind of know, you know, what it, like you said, what it's going to look like. We can't say for sure until they actually come out because each cruise line, I think we'll have a little bit of a different policy, but I think for the most part, it's going to be the same across the board. I think so too, because a lot of these regulations are coming from CLIA. Yes. CLIA is the the cruise line association and pretty much all of the major cruise lines belong to CLIA. Right. CLIA is the organization that's working directly with the um, government. Mm-hmm. Um, 
country, our country and all the other countries, you know, to figure out what everybody's okay with. So I think that whenever, whatever they come up with as a plan, pretty much all the other major cruise lines, they're, they're going to follow that plan. They're going to do the same thing. Right. I, I agree. And I think, you know, I think they've been implementing a lot of things during this downtime or no sale time. They've been implementing a lot of things on their cruise ships to make them better and training their staff during this time so that when they do get back in the water, that people can feel comfortable knowing that they will be safe and, and go, you know, and when they sail and no issues like they had before. So I mean, obviously they want to avoid anything bad happening because right. they're already hurting. They really, really need their businesses to start running again. And so the last thing they want is for an outbreak or, you know, something to happen. That's not, that's not good. So they're going to do absolutely everything above and beyond 110% to prevent that from happening. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree. And I think one of the biggest questions that we hear a lot, and one of the questions that we, you know, have asked ourselves is, is there going to be mandatory COVID testing prior to sailing? Right. And, and I am going to venture to guess that the answer to that is probably going to be yes. Yeah, I think as, as at first there will. And I've had some people ask me if they would require the vaccine before you could sail. And I think that's less likely because just because, I mean, hopefully sailing will start again in June. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and it'd probably be short cruises, but just because there wouldn't really be enough time for everyone to have been vaccinated by then. And especially kids under the age of 16, they don't even have right. vaccine for them yet. So I think it's less likely that they'll require the vaccine, but especially given the change, the recent change where you now have to have a test in order to fly into the U.S., I would bet that they will have to have a test. You have to have a negative test to get on the, on the cruise ship. Yeah. I would agree with that because I think even, I mean, just in flying in general, you are, when you're coming back from the U S you are required, whether you have the vaccine or not, you are required to have a negative COVID test. So even if you had the vaccine, you still have to get tested. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so I, I think that they, like I said, they are really going to be hypervigilant. Yes, I agree. Sure. They do not have an outbreak of the virus on a ship. So I think a negative COVID test is definitely going to be something they require. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I do think there are going to be health screenings and temperature checks you know, we, I mean, we, you just went through that when you went to Mexico. I mean, you have to fill out a questionnaire, get your temperature check. Yep. I mean, it doesn't, even in the U.S. Um, yes. When you go to Disney. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You have to fill out a health questionnaire. So I think from what I understand, you know, they'll have, they'll be taking your temperature when you go to the port to, to embark and you'll do the health screening. But then also they will be monitoring people's temperatures while they are on the ship. So I know there's technology where they can kind of see the temperature of people without mm. actually having to go up to you with a thermometer. Cause I've seen mm. that at the airports. That oh, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, some of the airports in the Caribbean and Mexico, like they have these machines that are just set up, you know, so that anybody walking through the room, basically. And they actually have that at, where would I go? SeaWorld had that. So SeaWorld had, they want to take your temperature. Well, they just have a tent and you just walk through it. And it's not like you and like points the thermometer at your forehead like Mm -hmm. like literally just walk through this kind of like a metal detector I guess you know but it's taking your temperature instead so I think you're gonna have I wouldn't be surprised if they have those installed on the ship so that they are monitoring people's temperatures even throughout the cruise yeah I I would agree it'd be interesting to see if they come out with that and what cruise lines will have it if they if they do so another big one you know usually when you're cruising you're usually headed to the Caribbean and it's warmer weather and so a big you know a big question anywhere we go anymore is do I have to wear a mask I do think masks are going to be required, uh, especially for indoor spacing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, masks are basically required for going into stores and grocery stores and that kind of thing here just in the States. And mm-hmm. cruise ships in certain areas are, you know, they're, it's a close quarters. You know, it's, it's an enclosed space without any windows to the outside or anything in some of those inner parts. So I absolutely think that they will require you to wear masks in those, in those public spaces. I, I, I'm wondering how lenient they will be for the outdoor spaces and especially like by the pool. Cause I mean, I don't think anybody wants to wear a mask while they're swimming. I mean, I don't see how that would work anyway. Yes. Or sunbathe, you know, on the deck, getting some sun. Cause you don't want to have the, you know, sun, yeah. so sunline. Have more social distancing. Like I'm wondering how they will, they will handle that because I know you've been on cruises. Yes. Sometimes, especially like an at sea day, you go up to that main pool. It's pretty crowded. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, yeah, I do suspect that when they do start selling that it's going to be limited capacity. Now, what the limited capacity is, we have we have yet to be told what that's going to to look like. So I think they're going to have to really have that in order to implement a good social distancing by the pools. Absolutely. And I wonder, you know, they have some kind of limit to how many people can be in the pool area at a time mm-hmm. or possibly you have to make a reservation. Do you have to sign up for a time slot to be in those areas? Cause I do, oh, that's think, interesting. I do think that they will have more cause a lot of times on cruise ships, you don't need a reservation so much to do certain things. No. Can, but you don't have to, but I think that you will need to have a reservation to go to the theater for the nighttime shows or go to the comedy club. I, I think they'll probably be implementing a reservation system so that they can make sure everybody who wants to go gets to go and they don't have everybody, up, you know, and they have to turn people away kind of thing, you know, like you would pre-reserve your night at the theater to see the show. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that that's definitely going to be something that they will implement. 
And, you know, I think the main dining, a lot of people like to do the main dining in the evening. Now, I would say this, that having been in the main dining, I mean, they're at a pretty good distance from other tables, depending on where you're seated. So I just think they may implement something like every other table versus like every table. Right. And if they're doing capacity, that'll be easier. Yes. I mean, those dining rooms are usually huge. I mean, and yes, they're, they're very big. <laughs> yeah. And they're multiple floors. So yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah. I it won't be too hard for them to do that. And then you'll just, I mean, you usually have to make reservations for the specialty restaurants anyway, but mm-hmm. it'll be, there'll be less reservations to be had. So I think that will be a very important thing to be considering when you're planning your cruise, when it starts is making sure, you know, how to make reservations early in advance. You can make reservations. Can you make them before you get on the ship? You make them once you're on the ship, because otherwise you might get on the cruise and find, Oh shoot, we don't get to go see the show or we don't, you know, get Mm -hmm. to because we didn't make a reservation and they're all booked up now. Yeah, it's going to be really important once these policies start coming out that, you know, that guests really pay attention, especially if you're not using a travel agent, you know, because if you are using a travel agent, your travel agent will do all of that for you. But if you have not used a travel agent, you're really going to need to pay close attention to what those requirements are going to be yeah because it's a lot I mean it's a lot of Mm. to keep track of so definitely one of the pluses to having a travel agent right now (laughs) yeah absolutely I'm 100% agree they know but yeah it's a lot to keep track of but you just want to make sure you really know what exactly is going on because you don't want to miss out on doing something on your cruise because no no absolutely absolutely so so I know like from cruising and you know before you go into let's say the main buffet for lunch and breakfast you always have to wash your hands there's always there has been and I'm sure that's really going to be enforced now when you go into the main dining they did have hand sanitizing stations set up prior now this is all pre-covid they've been doing that for years they weren't like necessarily making you do it in the main dining room it was kind of like there yeah well i guess we always have done it it yeah you went into the buffet it was like someone was standing there yeah wash your hands here you need to do this (laughs) yes yes me without doing this where the main dining room it was there but there wasn't someone there like telling you you had to but i think now I bet any time you're going into a public area, the theater, the comedy club, or the restaurants, it won't matter. You are going to have to do like wash your hands or put hand sanitizer on. No, I agree. I agree. And we see that in a lot of destinations that we've been going to, even here in the U.S., that, you know, that hand sanitizing and hand washing stations are like all over the place. So we definitely see more of that sanitizer companies man they're they're making out <laughs> yeah i should have invested <laughs> they have stock in purell <laughs> i know i know i hear you and so i do think i agree you know i think something we talked about 
that which a lot of places are doing is increased cleaning with high touch points in really public areas. I think railings and doorknobs and elevators. I know that was one thing I had read was, you know, them having basically a person whose job it is to clean the elevator, like all of day long, like, you know, mm-hmm. any place where people are touching something, many, many people are going to go through there. Yeah. High touch areas. Yeah. That they're going to have to really make sure they're going through and cleaning that repeatedly. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I think some of the cruise lines have already come out and said, that there you it's no longer going to be self-serve for the buffets and they will be serving you and you have seen that in your travels and destination yes yeah no self-serve buffet yes absolutely of them they they might on some cruise lines they're going to take that buffet what used to be the buffet and actually make it a table service restaurant so oh, it's not even like you walk up and they serve you. It's literally now going to be a, you sit down at a table and a waiter, you mm-hmm. know, and for the cruise lovers, that's a huge change because they really love the buffet. I mean, and I like it too. It's nice for breakfast and lunch. I've never, I never really do it for dinner, which I probably should sometime when it comes back, but cause I hear it's really good, but I wonder how much less people will eat. <laughs> Because oh, I know. I know. Somebody to scoop it on their plate, you know, instead of just being able to go up and take it. So I wonder mm. how people have it. That would be interesting. It could be a cost savings for the cruise line. <laughs> right. But, you know, I could see that being a different psychologically, like, oh, this person's going to judge me. I don't even have any room left in my plate. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just piling on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It was like, who cares? Nobody's paying attention to you. Just yep. so I definitely think so let's talk about ports so one of the biggest unknown things and yes also one of the biggest reasons cruising hasn't started up again I would agree is because of ports and obviously all the ports are different countries and they, we, you know, the cruise lines have to make sure that those countries are okay with the cruise ships docking and working. I can't even imagine being working for the cruise line, you know, and having to figure out, like, talk to each and every one of those countries and see what do they want us to do and what are they looking for Mm -hmm. and making sure we're all up to speed so that they'll let us dock. And yeah. And they all have different protocols. So, I mean, if, I mean, if you're out on a seven night cruise and you don't, you have your COVID tests maybe like three days before you even get on board the ship and then you have a country that requires it like within 48 hours or 72 hours you're kind of past that deadline yeah so I think and I think that's why at first there will only be short cruises like three four day cruises because those cruises are mostly just going to go to private islands like the Mm -hmm. private the private ports that the cruise lines own so they they, can control it yeah they well they have more control over it and they you know they have more leeway probably because it's just their destination and not Mm -hmm. so 
I could see that's a stepping stone. Like that's going to be like, okay, let's try this first and see how it goes. And then once, you know, that seems to be going well, then we can start introducing longer cruises in other ports. But one thing that I have heard and, and it makes sense to me is that you won't, you will not be able to get off the ship in a port other than the private islands unless you have an excursion booked yeah through, that's interesting through the cruise line like not like just you can't you know because sometimes people want to save money and they find companies online and they can book ex- the same excursion for less than what you could book it through the cruise line right right or some people just get off the ship and do their own thing mm-hmm. don't i am thinking that probably won't be allowed at first I think you could be right. I think that will be a, that that has to be a hard decision because especially a lot of these islands, you know, rely on the tourism so heavy. And, you know, when these ships come into port, I mean, there's usually, you know, there could be as many as 5,000 people, depending on, you know, that they're bringing in. So that's hard, but I can see that happening. I could see that you're going to have to have a, a excursion through the cruise line. And I think, unfortunately with those excursions, you and I have both been on cruises. They book up very quickly. They they do. And I'm sure it will be reduced capacity capacity as well. Yes. They're going to do social distancing on the shuttles or, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to get on a shuttle to go to wherever the, the, the excursion is. But, and I think it's twofold. I think it's, it's the, I think it's a rule that will be in place to not only protect the citizens of that Island. I agree. The government doesn't want just thousands of people coming off of a ship and going out into the town and walking around and who knows what they're doing and what they're touching. Right. To protect the citizens of that that country but also to protect the cruise passengers because you have you're controlling more like where they're going and like what they're doing so you the cruise line doesn't have to worry about oh those people just wandered off and we have no idea what they did or where they went yeah they've been or who they yeah absolutely who they came in contact with so I think it's like twofold like it's kind of to protect both parties. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think that they will come out with something with you know very strict policies or guidelines around excursions and and getting off at different ports and it will be interesting to see once they say we have a start update and our first ship is going to be in the water on whatever. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see shorter sailings probably in the summer sometime. The, I, I, fingers yeah, fingers crossed. I think that's what we're hoping. Fingers crossed that that, you know, can happen. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes longer. I hope not because I, I miss cruising. I know you miss cruising. Everyone misses cruising. Everyone misses cruising. Exactly. But one thing I can say, and you and I both talk a lot to the cruise lines and we've, you know, have done a lot of continued training with them over this past year. 
And they, they take it very seriously and they will do everything they possibly can to make sure that it is safe. Just like we have seen other companies taking every necessary precaution so that they can stay open for business. Exactly. It's, it's in their best interest. It's like they need to, to go back out there and sail, but they also need it to work because right forward for there to be a problem and then everything gets shut down again. Like that's really going to be the nail in the coffin, I think. So mm-hmm. whatever they do, they've got to make sure that it's going to be safe. Right. I agree. And so I'm hoping soon that we hear that they're going to go in the water. But I, I think as, you know, as just in summary, I do think that it will definitely be limited capacity for sure. Yeah. Limited capacity. And, you know, there's definitely certain things that will be definitely that's how it's going to be. And, you know, hopefully that means that, you know, we can start moving forward. Yes. And things, and, you know, yeah. And as everything has been, it is a phased approach. But I completely understand why, you know, it has to be that way because they want to ensure that as they bring guests back on board, that they want them to be safe and they want people to come back and it, and they want to restore the confidence you know, into traveling, just like any travel destination has done, you know, they've all did a kind of a phased approach. They're all still at limited capacity, slowly increasing as things get better. And I think, I think what may be nice to the cruise lines, because they've been not in the water for so long, that we are, I don't know what time, time frame we would call we are in in the pandemic but i you know we're not at the beginning and i think we're maybe to the end yeah maybe almost to the end that's what we'll call it we're almost to the end light at the end of the tunnel yes i i will go with that so i do think that that with an advantage of the cruise line is that they may be able to come back a lot faster than what other destinations have because they've been out of the water for so long and we're kind of coming like you said like the light at the end of the tunnel and so as they come back in and as more people get vaccinated and you know herd immunity whatever it is you know i think that we can probably say that they may rebound a lot faster than, you know, what others that have been open since July, you know, that's, that is a good point. Yeah. I would agree. I know. So we can just, you know, hope for the best and hope some information comes out, you know, in the next couple of months, I think we will start hearing from the major cruise lines, what to expect for sure. Like what their official statements are, And, you know, we're all just waiting for those first, those first cruises to happen. Right. (laughs) I, I, I can't wait. I I just, I'm excited for it. So I I actually volunteer to go on the cruise. I'll try it out. Mm -hmm. I've uh, flown all over the Caribbean since this has started. And I know that travel can be done safely. It can be. 
if you take precautions and you follow the rules and it's possible to travel safely. So I'm, I'm all for going out and trying, going on the cruises and showing how we can cruise safely. I 100% agree. Like you, I haven't been out of the country like yourself, but I have flown, you know, uh, throughout the U S and have gone to busy destinations such as Walt Disney world and universal and 100% you can travel safely through the airports on the airplanes. You can be in destination and still have a good time and be safe. And so it's very possible. Of course, you always have to do what you're comfortable with when, you know, for sure. But that is a question that we get a lot is, can you actually travel safely? And, and I truly believe with all my heart, yes, as long as you're taking the precautions that are necessary. Now we've talked about this on the show before, and you're the same way. Your family is very similar to mine. We always wash our hands. We all, and this was all pre-COVID. My, you know, my husband's like every ride or every hand sanitizer going through the airport, hand sanitizer, you know, we take it with us all the time. So it's nothing new to us other than the mask and, you know, the social distancing. And so it's, you can definitely, I think, travel, safely and as long as you're smart about it so and protect yourself and protect those around you absolutely yep well i think that's all we've got today on uh, this topic and hopefully we'll be doing another episode in the future where we get to talk about the new cruises that are going to (laughs) happen yes but until next time we hope all of your travels are magical